Are you feeling stuck, lost, tired, or uninspired? We've all been there, including myself. I'm Coach Des, mindset motivator and lifestyle entrepreneur. I'm here to tell you that the best, unapologetic, and limitless version of yourself is yet to come. The Born Unbreakable podcast is here to inspire just that. With motivating guests from all different walks of life and around the world, their stories will empower you to unlock abundance and your unbreakable spirit. Do you need accountability? Reach out to me for a free consultation of how I can support you in reaching your maximum potential. This episode is brought to you by Sherpa Way Marketing. Are you a business looking to gain greater visibility online through search engine optimized content? Maybe you need effective ad campaigns to kickstart or bolster traffic to your website. Sherpa Way Marketing has seasoned experts that are bilingual in English and Spanish. Let them take the guesswork away and enhance your brand positioning with their comprehensive marketing services. Go to SherpaWayMarketing.com. That's S-H-E-R-P-A-W-A-Y marketing.com to schedule your free 45-minute consultation today. Welcome to another episode of the Born Unbreakable podcast. I have an amazing Born Unbreakable guest today, Jeff Liza Minnelliewicz, no, <laughs> really Liza Witz, but I in learning to pronounce his name, I just added that flair because it does sound, it has a little, it has a little, it has, a little, it. It has, it has some pizzazz. Exactly. It has that little extra, you yeah. know, do you want some sprinkles today? Cause Absolutely. We, could just, we could throw that on there. I'm uh-huh. fa- like, that is, that is the S that is the mood that I'm in today is just uh-huh. a little bit of extra, some sprinkles. a little bit. It's okay. Put a little bring, extra in your coffee, you bring know. Bring the sprinkles. Yeah. Bring the sprinkles right. on your 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 pastry, or you know, add. Go ahead and add the avocado <laughs> to your sandwich today. Just just get a little crazy. It's gonna be. It's great. It's right. you know what I mean. Just saying. Okay. Well, <laughs> I'm I'm excited, and I think the reason is because Jeff is a creative, and I think it's important for me as a host to create an environment and an energy that allows for that creativity to just thrive. That's, that's the reason for my, my extra pizzazz today. But Jeff is many things. He is a life coach for heart-centered humans and creatives. And on top of that, he's a musician, a producer. He does this little thing called filmmaking, you know, cause he just has so much spare time and, and things, but this is one of the favorite things that I've learned about Jeff is his book, and it may be the best book title that I ever have seen. And if anybody <laughs> who listens to me, whether you started listening to me recently or in the past, you know that I'm an avid book person. I like downloading books. I love listening to books. I love learning about different books. And Jeff's book is called No Fucking Around. The No Bullshit Guide for Getting Your Dreams Off the Ground. Yeah. It doesn't get any more direct than that. I love it. Yeah. Yes. Jeff, welcome to the Born Unbreakable podcast. Well, thanks for having me. I'm I'm loving being here. (laughs) I'll bring the sprinkles. I got some avocado in my pocket. It's all good. 
avocados. You have your awesome blue necklace on. Mm-hmm. Um, I well, I hope you're watching on YouTube because I think that just makes it more fun to actually see us talking. But it's okay if you're listening. We will keep you just as engaged if that's the way that you want to take this in today. Um, but so I know you're a creative and a musician and all these amazing things that I've said, but. How did it all start, Jeff? What's your story? Did you just were you just born out of the womb, just with all this creative? As as Lady Gaga once said, "I was born (laughs) this way," Uh, and it's kind of true. When I was a kid, I was kind of was kind of these sort of like uh, the weird, friendless kid, you know, this imaginary worlds all over the place. Um, And I turned on to creativity when I. I went to summer camp. This is way back in the late 70s. I was a little kid. And uh, every night after dinner, they had something called free play, which was time for people to, uh, you know, just hang around and do whatever. So I would sit under this tree about 20 or 30 feet from an empty cabin, there was this empty cabin this one summer, and this counselor brought up a drum kit, a stereo, and a couple boxes of 70s records. So he would sit there on the kit and play to these records. And this is like, you know, Zeppelin, Billy Joel, Tom Petty, Bowie, this is like awesome tunes. And I would sit outside, I'd be like, whoa, what's going on in that cabin? And then one day this guy comes out and he's like 20 years old or something. And he's like, hey, kid, come here. I'm like, ugh. I get up there and he's like, you want to come in and check this out? So I go into this cabin. It's an empty cabin, drum set, stereo, me and this guy. And he puts on the Who song, Won't Get Fooled Again which is, if you know that song, it's a major rocker. And this guy just pounds the hell out of the drums. And my little eight-year-old heart explodes. I'm like, damn, music is a thing, right? And from there, it just, you know, kind of expanded. A couple of years later, I'm in high school. You know, what do you, what do you want to do with your life, you know, young man? Like, be a rock star, which of course was not what the parents, you know, had hoped for. But, you know, since then, uh, I've done all kinds of stuff around the creativity. Um, you know, tons of music, won a big award, best independent electronic artist in the world, thousands of placements on film and TV. I now teach songwriting at a college, um, you know, all this and that. And I'm also big into the uh you know the coaching aspect i've always been like how can i become better how can i do you know not just better but happier and more aligned with my truth and all this and that so you know i started practicing something years ago called nlp neuro-linguistic repatterning and uh from there it kind of morphed into coaching so now like you said i coach what I call heart-centered humans, you know, somebody who's got like some real truth and uh, connection to themselves or once once that, as well as creators. Um, so that's, that's, you know, that's a super fast version of my, my story. I love it. I wish you were my music teacher. I would have loved 
to be your student. What do you play? That would be fun. Well, I played the flute. So um, it was, but you know, I played the flute, but I loved listening to like the saxophone oh. and the drums. Like I, I feel like today, if somebody said, all right, pick an instrument and just like, let's do this and, and you want to learn, I would pick the drums. Um, yeah, I just, I've, yeah. I, there's just such, uh, something about the drums that brings that, that rounds out the rhythm and, you know, that's what people remember is like that when they'll, they'll listen to a song, they'll know the beat of the song. They might, they'll probably screw up the words because most of the time you know, people do, they have their own rendition of it. But you know, it, what, what they remember is that rhythm and, and everything. So yeah, I would do that today. I would kind of graduate from my flute. Well, go yeah. for it. Get a drum kit and start rocking. I know. Oh my gosh. That just sounds so fun. Um, but so I would, you know, I want to talk about more about creatives because, you know, I think it's such a broad, vast term. Can you give more background and examples of the kinds of creatives that you work with and just what it means to you to be creative? Sure. Well, um, I work with all kinds of creatives, which is super fun for me because as it turns out, although every medium is certainly different, it's different to be a photographer or a dancer or a songwriter, there's a whole lot of overlap, right? Um, that you might not consider until you're actually really looking at it. So I work with tons of musicians, songwriters, producers, all that kind of stuff. Um, writers, screenwriters, um, like special effects artists. Uh, what else we got on here these days? Uh, someone who paints mandalas some abstract painter, um, spoken word poet. I mean, this is just like, you know, how cool is it? Oh, somebody who's making a narrative podcast. That's awesome. You know, like writing a script, like a radio drama. I so love that. it's really, it's really all that stuff, whether it's just kind of hobby level mm -hmm. or it's professional level, like people want to step up their, their business, you know, I, I, I sort of do that too. Yeah. So monetize the, those gifts. Yeah. Mo monetize the gifts if that's your desire, but you certainly do not need to do that to be a creative. Mm -hmm. Right. In fact, it, you know, creates various pressures that aren't there. If you're going to do it on the side, if you're just going to, if you're going to get a drum kit and stick it in the, you know, in your back room and rock on, you know, because you love it and that's it. That's awesome. That's fantastic. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't mean you have to play in a band and go out and, I mean, you can, right? Right. But, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. I love, I love that spectrum too because sometimes it really is just about having more joy, more fun, you know, tapping into something that you – just want to dedicate more time to and other times it's something people want to devote a career to or maybe mm -hmm. move into a chapter where they had it as a more of a side thing and they want to yeah. turn it into a bigger thing so i love that i've got a I, i'm downloading a uh, a new concept more joy more fun 
more sprinkles. There's a visual that goes with that. I love that. The sprinkles. I'm, yeah. I'm telling well, you, you brought the sprinkles. We're like tag team in this thing. I know. But that, I mean, that's the spontaneity of it. You know, I, I think when a lot of the conversations when I have with people, um, when you go on autopilot and there's this monotony, mm -hmm. there's something about the jolt you know, this disruption, that's a welcome disruption to the norm, mm -hmm. to the routine, to the pattern that shakes things up just a bit. And I think that's why it's important. Um, even if you might classify yourself as not a creative, maybe it's not songwriting or something like that, that you do. I do think there is a space for creativity in all of our lives a little bit more, you Absolutely. know? Absolutely. Well, not only that, but I would suggest that our lives are creative, whether we're conscious about it or not. Mm -hmm. Any action that you take, you are creating, right? When you brush your teeth, it's a creative act. You're still, you know, it didn't happen until you created it, right? Yep. The bigger question in my mind is, are we going to be conscious about our creations and thus really our lives in general? Whether you're writing a song or speaking to someone about something important or joking around, whatever. The level of consciousness that we bring to our lives is directly proportional to the choices that we can make. Mm -hmm. Right? So, totally agree. It, so when you talk about autopilot, what I hear is basically defaulting to the unconscious. Yeah. When you default to the unconscious, you, you go on autopilot, da, 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 da. you do this, you do that, you respond this way, you respond that way. Well, mm -hmm. if those ways are positive, helpful, useful, good for you, fantastic, go for it. Yeah, well, it's like the, the difference between when you, you ask somebody, how was your day? And they can't remember anything because they kind of just did what they always do and they just say, oh, it was okay. Like, yeah, it was kind of the usual versus, oh my gosh, I woke up this morning. I had the best breakfast. Then I did. I mean, you know, it's, it's, there's a difference in actually experiencing each moment and even the shitty parts. I'm not saying like every single moment is just <laughs> this is sprinkled, you know, with, with the joy, you know, sometimes it's something sad or something that triggered you. Something is emotional, something that moved you and, you know, it brings you to a different place, but it's, it's being present enough where you can engage with that experience, that moment, um, to, to make a decision about, you know, how you're going to react, what you're going to do. And I think that's, an important part. I think I, the reason I have so much admiration for people that spend much of their energy in a creative space is because being present is something they're so good at. It's, it's required. It's required. Mm -hmm. Is yeah. being in the moment. One of the things that you talk about, and I love uh, about your, if you go to Jeff's uh, website, which I'll make sure to put in the show notes, um, you could see he has a lot of videos and um, he has a video introduction. And one of the things you'd mention in there is getting out of your comfort zone. Mm. It's nice and cozy. It's so and cozy. And just it's like a little snuggy in there. Um, <laughs> but one of the things that I love that you say is that 
you don't grow in your comfort zone, mm -hmm. you know? And so what, what has that looked like for you? What are some of those moments that you had to break through for yourself and how has that helped you when you're helping other people to sure. do that too? Okay. So let's first define the comfort zone or as it may henceforth be called the snuggy zone. Um, <laughs> Des likes that. <laughs> um, the comfort zone is okay. It's a good thing to have, right? Because you're comfortable, you're safe, you feel secure. That's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. We need that as humans. The problem is when we stay in the comfort zone too much or all the time, because you cannot really grow when you're in the comfort zone. Growth requires some level of discomfort. So the way I like to think about this and, you know, Jeff's uh, three step plan here on the comfort zone is imagine like a circle, like you draw a piece of paper and you got a circle, right? And then in the middle is you, you're the dot. That's your comfort zone surrounding you. You're comfortable. You're all snuggy up in there. That's great. Sprinkles and everything. Um, so to step out of the comfort zone, some people like to step out like 20 miles out of the comfort zone. And that is very, you know, uncomfortable. But, you know, maybe that's the way to go for some people. But I would recommend taking a step or two out of the comfort zone. And whatever this means to you, whatever action or interaction or social thing or business thing or whatever, you know, health, fitness, whatever your thing is, just stand outside of the comfort zone and experience the discomfort, right? Humans don't like discomfort. That's why people tend to go for the comfort zone, right? But this is your mission. Stand in the discomfort, breathe it in, feel it. First thing you're going to notice is you didn't die, okay? But did you die? <laughs> did you die? If you died, you probably stepped too far out of the comfort zone, right? <laughs> um, but in the vast, vast, vast majority of cases, you're you're going to still be breathing. So just experience that discomfort and just notice it, right? It's not as bad as you thought it was, right? And you just stay there with that. And what you will notice over time, so don't go back into the comfort zone, stay there you will notice that the comfort zone expands to meet you. Dig on that, right? So your comfort zone just got two inches bigger. Congratulations, you stepped two inches out. Fantastic, next day, hey, maybe you wanna take a whole step out. Good, guess what? Gonna be discomfort, or gonna be uncomfortable. Okay, fine, feel it, you're still alive, bam. You do this consistently, and what you're going to find is your comfort zone continues to expand and you feel comfortable. And thus, you are growing and expanding your entire life. Your comfort zone is essentially, you know, the core, you know, the sort of touchstone of your life. So the first time I ever taught one of my um, sort of like coaching workshops, I was freaked out. It was way outside of my comfort zone. I mean, I was in like a, a full on sweat. <laughs> oh my gosh. You're like, this deodorant isn't working. Deodorant isn't working. Know. You know, the, that's the whole thing. Yeah, the whole nine yards. But guess what? You step into it. People are sitting there. They want to hear what you got to say. Well, okay. 
So I did it. Very uncomfortable. I've done probably hundreds of these things since then. I don't even think my heartbeat raises when I start these things anymore. Right? Because, because the comfort zone expanded to meet me. Right? It was scary as hell in the beginning. But now it's like, eh. Okay, cool. This is exciting. This is fun. This is within my comfort zone. So now I'm looking to do stuff that's outside my comfort zone. Mm -hmm. What else can I do? Right? So somebody, so, you know, they say public speaking is like people fear public speaking more than death. Right? Like, geez, that's pretty rough. And I'm not a, you know, public speaking. It is kind of a thing. I've been thinking at the back of my head, hey, I should do, uh, I should get into like keynote speaking. I kind of do this, but you know, it was in the back burner. I wasn't really doing much about it. And somebody that I worked with a couple of years ago calls me up and like, we want you for this keynote speaker for this, you know, for this conference. You want it? I'm like, yep. <laughs> it's another vault outside of the comfort zone. Oh my gosh. You're like, yeah, maybe I'll do that one day. Hey, Jeff, do you want to do this public speaking thing? Okay, sure. Yeah, no problem. Super excited about it. And then you just have to jump right in. Right. So the concept for everybody listening is once again, like honor the comfort zone, know when you want to be there, but don't stay there too much or too long, right? Step in, step out, step in, step out, step out, stay there. Let it expand to you. Step out again, step out again. If you're bored, you're in the comfort zone. Preach. That is so true. Preach. I was just having a conversation with one of the women that I coach this morning, and she recently uh, was promoted to a manager. And I remember towards that promotion, there was there was a lot of repetition and comfort in that. And a part of the, <clears throat> you know, reach for for the new is the growth and the maturity and the evolution. And then so now she's in it and there's there's discomfort, there's new content, there's new responsibilities, there's new expectations. And we we talked about that, of this this, you know, feeling of being either on a far end of the spectrum, like a complete fish out of water. Um, boredom, where you don't feel like you're challenging yourself. And then that somewhere in between where that little bit of discomfort is actually excitement because mm-hmm. you're, you're, you're getting into some new territory. You're pushing yourself and you're thinking about how to do the same for the people around you. What are things that you can do to inspire and influence them to do the same? And then, and then you're all growing together. All of a sudden this circle is becoming so much more expansive, like you said, because when you describe that visual, I'm picturing this circle and you as a dot in the middle, and all of a sudden this circle just continues to get bigger and bigger because you're expanding you know, gradually into these new experiences that you're wanting to embark on. So I think it's, I think it's, it's an awesome, it's an awesome thing. Um, you know, when you're, when you're working with somebody and they first come to you, um, which normally people are coming because they're wanting some, they're exploring some question about what to pursue 
further or not, or, you know, there's some kind of question there and they're coming to you as a coach for direction, inspiration, accountability, maybe, you know, what are the kinds of things that you've seen, um, of, of people that you've coached that are stepping outside of their comfort zone into the, the places that they've longed to explore. So what, so what kind of, how are people, how are my clients stepping out of their comfort zone? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, well, all kinds of ways, uh, from, you know, I'm scared to create anything because I don't feel like I'm good enough. Right. That's kind of one end of the spectrum. Mm -hmm. Like I've been, I've been dreaming of this for decades and I haven't done it in any real way. Right. So you got that. And then you move across to, you know, a, a different sphere and it's a uh, creative who has been um, successful in their thing and they know what they're doing. They have that kind of confidence, but they really want to step it up significantly, which requires financial commitment. Let's just say mm -hmm. requires a whole other level of thinking about their business, stuff like that. And then everything in between. Yeah. 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 But it's that first step, isn't it? Well, it, it's the first step. And the first step really is always the why. Why do you want to write that short story that you've been thinking about since college? Or why do you want to step up your business and put yourself at risk financially when it's going all right as it is? You know, mm -hmm. things like this. So we really, I, you know, when I coach people, we really get into the why. The why is what drives us. And if you don't really understand the why, you will never be fully aligned between your head and your heart and all of your energy. And what we want to do as humans out there, I believe, is, you know, know your truth, know your values, know your mission, whatever it is, know what, know what's driving it. And then bam, step, step on the gas, you know, go yeah. for it. So one of the things I like to, um, you know, make an example of with this is if you, let's say you move to a new town and you need a, a dentist. Okay. And you, I'm going to interview two dentists and you interview the first guy. And why do you become a dentist? He says, well, you know, I was always pretty good at chemistry and my dad was a dentist and I knew I could make a, a load of dough and I liked how the chair went up and down as a kid. So yeah, I thought I'd become a dentist. You're like, all right. And then you interview the second dentist. So, hey, dentist number two, why did you become a dentist? And she says, well, you know, when I was a kid, I, I fell off the jungle gym and smashed my face into the concrete, blood and teeth everywhere. And our family dentist was really kind and really helped me through a really traumatic and difficult time. So I committed my life to being a dentist so I could help other people like that. Now, when you hear those stories, right? Assuming all other things are equal, you know, basically, which of these people are you going to go with? I right? choose number two. <laughs> exactly. And, the, and this, um, you know, this translates into 
all kinds of stuff. We'll take it into songwriting and, and, and music performance. You've got your basic song on the radio mm-hmm. and your, your basic pop star. And you know what? He or she can sing all right and the song's got a hook and it's certainly in tune and all, these, all this and that kind of thing. Most of these songs are going to disappear from the public consciousness very quickly. That's the one hit wonder that you've heard so much about. Mm-hmm. And I believe that is mostly because most of these songs are not created from a, a point uh, in the artist of real depth, right? Real truth, really knowing their why. Flip back about 50 years and Aretha Franklin gets on the microphone. And yes, she definitely has the pipes, but there's plenty of people who can sing. Okay, and she gets up there and in some recording studio somewhere, and she's like R-E-S-P-E-C-T, right? And we're feeling that decades later because she felt it when she Mm -hmm. said that into the microphone. How much racism and sexism and all kinds of bullshit, Lord knows, she had experienced and she put, she summoned that and put it into that song, into that moment, right? And we feel that and we will always feel that. That is so true. It's different. That's a, that's a, that's heart centered. Yes. You're, you know, talking about the kind of people that you like to work with. Um, And it just, that emanates so much more. All these artists came to my mind when you talked about her. I mean, I think about Michael Jackson and the Jackson Five. You know, I I went to, uh, I I live in Las Vegas and um, they have a lot of, um, there's a tribute show that they have here. um, And it's a, the evo- it's called the evolution and so there's 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 the big show that um they do at mandalay bay the michael jackson one show and then this evolution show is at this smaller theater my cousin is a dancer oh, cool. and a choreographer so he's in the show and um i always like suggesting it to people and i i get to see him dance which is pretty cool the last time that i went um one of the Jackson Five brothers, Jackie, was in the audience. Wow! Just recently, this was like a couple of weeks ago, and I'm like, "Holy shit! Like that's badass, right?" He's here <laughs> and he's watching people do his music. Like that—that's not nerve wracking. Is that nerve wracking? I mean, you know, that you're doing this person's music, decade upon decade upon decade ago, and it's living right now. Yeah. To the point where other people want to sing it, they want to hear it, they want to dance to it, but there's such a legacy there. And so I, I totally understand what you're saying, the difference between, you know, having that story that people so connect to over and over and over again versus, you know, the person that's just like money focused or, you know, focused on other things besides the heart of, right. of it. Well, our brains as humans, we, we have such big and beautiful brains, right? But they get us into a lot of trouble, as we can see from the state of the world and perhaps the state of, you know, the state of our lives, right? Mm -hmm. So we tend to forget that our hearts are a a huge part of who we are, but this culture kind of tends to tamp that down, 
right? So we end up rationalizing and going with the culture and going with marketing messages and family messages and like all that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. that gets into our brain and then kind of loops around. So I believe it's extremely important to try to tone down your amazing brain, you know, use it when it's appropriate, but Mm -hmm. tone it down to get into your heart so that you can use it to guide you and energize you so that you can point that brain. It's like the heart is like the engine, yeah. right? The brain is like the steering wheel, right? So the engine needs to be fueled with its truth. And yeah. then you align the brain with it. And that's when you get a cool world. That's magical. That's where the magic happens. So Jeff, what was the catalyst for writing your book? How did it all come about? How did it all happen? Well, as it turns out, I've been a creative, as I you know mentioned in the beginning, ever since I've been a kid. And I have banged my head against the wall, both externally, you know, in the, you know, in life and career, you know, whatever. Literally, figuratively. (laughs) In every way, any wall that there is, I've banged my head against it. And uh, there has been blood, believe me, right? Thus, I wanted to write a book that could help other people bang their head against the wall a little less. Like, this is the book that I wish I read when I was 20. If I could read that book when I was 20, be like, oh, okay, I'm starting to get this. 10 steps ahead of where I was. Yeah. So that's that. And really, that's, you know, that's kind of the mission of, of the coaching as well. Right. The whole concept of coaching is I've been there. I've trudged through this path. I've I've been destroyed over here and had huge successes over here. Right. Let me tell you how to go about doing this. Yes. Right. Skip a couple steps. Skip some steps, avoid the lions and tigers over here, center your power so that you're not relying on, I mean, there's a million things. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and it's funny, you know, when I put new content together, I'm always thinking, I think I said this the other day, um, you know, the things that you create, the things that you teach are the things that you needed to learn, <laughs> you Absolutely. know? That's yeah. There. So, yeah. So one of my thoughts on that is, you know, you say, oh, the coach or the consultant or whatever, they know everything. That's not true. Sorry. Sorry. I hate to break it to you, general public. But what is true is these people who are good at, good at this and committed to it, they are committed to learning and growing in that field. Mm-hmm. Right? They don't have all the answers. They're committed to finding them. Yeah. And it's it's so fascinating when you say that because, you know, on paper, I've been a consultant for 17 years, you know, mm-hmm. and a coach for just a little a little bit less than that. I have more questions today than I ever did before. 
So is the further I go along, the more questions I have, the more curious I am, the more I realize how much more there is to learn and discover and explore. And so it's, it's, there's not a destination. (laughs) There's just this, this, uh, desire to explore just deeper depths of things and go to, like you said, you know, farther places, farther places. Absolutely. And that curiosity is what drives the expansion and the growth. Mm -hmm. So like our good buddy, uh, Tony Robbins likes to say, ask better questions. And that's what it is all about. That's really what it is. If you, you know, if you ask questions that point you towards the negative, guess which direction your mind's going to go? Negative. It's bound to happen. If you point questions towards positivity, possibility, optimism, growth, expansion, well, guess what's going to happen there? Your answers are going to, even if they're crappy answers, they're going to match that direction. Mm-hmm. And if you keep asking questions, keep learning, studying, thinking, feeling, you're going to step more, to, you know, further on that path. There's, there's so, and there's just so many questions, more, more and more. When I was working at one point in um, Denver, Colorado, I volunteered for this uh, nonprofit called Colorado Youth at Risk. I had, I did not, I had no idea at that time years ago that that wouldn't have been the place that I thought of that had at-risk youth from high school. I, their dropout rates were bad and I was like, oh my gosh, really? Like I, I, I don't know, for some reason I just didn't, didn't, wasn't aware. But they did this exercise with the youth, like high school age and, um, where they would, almost similar to your circle exercise draw a circle and kind of write everything that you know inside the circle and outside of the circle put topics that you don't know you kind of know of them but you don't really know about them you know science astrology just there's all kinds of stuff that's outside of that circle and um the exercise the point was to help people understand that you don't know what you don't know until you step out and start to discover that. And these youth, the, they were, they only knew the construct that they grew up with. And oftentimes they were put in positions where they had to like basically be an extended parent, you know, as a teenager, um, had to work. And so things like college, uh, or, you know, more creativity was not in their sights. You know, it wasn't really their focus. So then they would do this retreat and they would take all the technology away, which was, of course, devastating. And that was back then. So I can't even imagine what that would look like today. Mm -hmm. But they take all this technology away and force people to be with themselves, which is like the most terrifying thing on the earth, right? (laughs) Because when your attention is focused everywhere else, it's fine. But all of a sudden, when the camera's on you, now you have to be with yourself and you don't have any distraction with the cell phone and that kind of thing, then you're, you're left to your own devices of what, what do I want in life? What do I like in life? What do I, what do I enjoy in life? And all these questions that they have to help expand 
all the things that are outside of the circle. So it's kind of like a more, a deeper way to investigate that. But I thought it was fascinating to see uh, an organization do that with young people um, and related to the education system because it wasn't, it wasn't a part of like the curriculum. This is just a total separate thing that it was more like life lessons and kind of to your point of why you wrote the book, I think that's why people create these things is because it doesn't exist and you have every opportunity to put into creation the things that you could have helped you. Yeah, absolutely. It's amazing. Yeah. It's, but I would love to know, Jeff, what, what about now? What, what are you working on that you're excited about right now? Or is there anything in the works that you would want to talk about? Sure. Um, well, I'm always doing music. And uh, I actually just finished a song. A friend of mine <laughs> uh, sends me the song. He's like, I need a really funky bass line. You know, you want to do it? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Sign me up. Thank you. Sign me up. So, um, so I just spent the last couple days working on this amazingly funky bass line. The song, like the song's already done. It just needs the bass. He wasn't happy. So you were it. rocking out these last couple I, days. I was, I was more funking out. Yeah. Funkin', you were funking out. That's yeah, funking out. Funkin' out with the sprinkles. Yeah, sprinkles all over this thing. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. So, so there's a there's a timeline. This is going to come out. Your friend's song. Uh, yeah. I I suspect. I don't. You know. I kind of just passed it back to him. It's his song. He'll he'll do what he wants. But it's it'll be soon enough. Yeah. So that's going on. Um, in other music stuff, I'm doing something that uh, is rather unexpected for a guy like me. I, so I've done cover songs before, right? you know, covering other artist songs. In fact, yeah. um, my most popular album is electronic versions of U2 songs with female singers. You like U2? That's awesome. Yeah, dig it. it uh, my band is called Electron Love Theory. And you, there's a bunch of records on there. One of them is, you know, you'll see it, U2 songs. And it's had over a million plays. I mean, it's, you know, it's got female singers on, different female singers on each song. It's really cool, I think. That is, that's <laughs> creative. That's yeah. really cool. So that's pretty cool. Um, but this new song I'm working on is a Taylor Swift song. What? What, what is this guy doing Taylor Swift songs? Well, um, on her album Folklore from a couple years ago, which is a really great album, she has one song that just completely blew me away called Invisible String. It's about... Uh, it's about fate and destiny in, in love, essentially. Yeah. I'm like, whoa, this girl's tapping into something here. So anyway, I'm doing an electronic cover of Taylor Swift song. That is bad ass. Oh, that's, I love that. It's pretty good. So much fun to do that. So do you, in your home... Do you have your own little studio? Absolutely. To do all I've, the good music? I've created many, 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 many songs over the years uh, in the home studio. Sometimes I go to studios to record live drums and stuff like that. But uh, as you know, people know, computer recording has gotten so cheap 
to do. It's not easy to do well. It's easy to do. It's not easy to do well. Um, and it can, depending on what you're recording, it can get you to the quality of, you know, good enough for TV, you know, like, like pro, totally pro. So I've done, I've had thousands of songs that I've produced here in my place on film and TV shows all over the world. I actually just got one on the Young and the Restless. What? Young and the Restless. The young and the Restless? That's right. It's like a, who doesn't know the Young and the Restless? It's like that, timeless. It is timeless. It's actually been on for 49 years. That's insane. That's insane. So. That's crazy town. I remember, yeah. you know, my uh, late grandmother would watch all the uh, soaps. Yep. <laughs> everything, all my children, days of our yep. lives, you know, all the things. And, uh, you know, so even it's like generational. It's not mm -hmm. just, you know, and, and then they do these remakes, right? There's like all of a sudden Dallas or like, I don't know, <laughs> it's like mm. whatever show comes out and it's the next you know, generation of new actors that are oh, right. playing off of the old, you know, the shows. And, sure. um, but what's the one thing that you need in all of these to really captivate you music can you imagine watching a movie without the crescendo of music when you get to the the, the peak of the falling in love or the heartbreak or the you know tragedy without the music it would be it wouldn't it would it stink yeah it would be terrible yeah so, music amplifies emotion it creates and amplifies emotion. That's again why uh, the bit with uh, you know Aretha putting her heart into her voice into that microphone that gets mm -hmm. us all these years later. Every time, oh my gosh, I just love it. I love it. And then coaching. Is there any uh, new programs or things that you're putting together or excited about? Well, no new programs per se, but I'm. Uh, happy to talk to anybody a complimentary zoom session you can just go over to my website jeffleisowitz.com you can learn all about the coaching and just sign up and yeah like i said if you're a heart-centered human or a creative or both we should talk yeah no i love i love that so much jeff but i want to hop into a couple questions that will get people to know you a little better sure. um i have just found that this platform um is is a place where i really want people to walk away and feel empowered to be unapologetically more of who they are and i i find myself every time inspiration from getting to know people and who they are so my first question for you is what makes you unbreakable <laughs> uh resilience you know you just you have to be willing to be flexible in your thinking your desires your actions your reactions if you're yeah. too tightly wound, you will break. Amen to that. I think mm -hmm. we all hopefully got a little bit more resilient through this uh, pandemic. 
yeah. here, <laughs> whether it was intentional or maybe a bit, you know, pushed because it was, it's, it's uncomfort, right? It's discomfort. Yeah, that was definitely getting out of our comfort zone with this. What about your bucket list? What is something that you have on your bucket list? Mm -hmm. Well, I have, um, I've made a bunch of short films right and that's awesome but i want to make a feature length film a feat and and from one of my scripts and this is if you're not in, into filmmaking you you may not really understand what a complex creative process it is to direct a film it like you're creating reality within the story from the music to the actors to the words to the lighting, to the camera movement, all these things have to work. And I would love to uh, do that on, on the level of a feature film. And by the way, the story, uh, the, the script that I would like, prefer to do this with is a summer camp story. Oh my gosh, you're taking it back. Taking it back. Jeff, you're taking it back to the young years. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> What's the most challenging thing in your assessment about filmmaking? What's the most challenging thing? Uh, it is to do it at a high to do it at a high level requires money. It just does. Even a small, even a very low budget film is hundreds of thousands of dollars. Yeah, um, and that means you either. Fund it, find the funding, or have someone invest in you. Mm -hmm. So for me, I've done, you know, smaller films, which I've paid for, <laughs> you know, yeah. and I know I can do them. But to do a feature film, you know, got to find somebody to pay for it or come up with a lot of dough. Yeah. I interviewed um, Scott Rosenfeld who is a film producer for movies like Teen Wolf and Mystic Pizza. And um, he talked a lot about in the independent space too, just like the amount of money and also just going to different places to film because it's cheaper. So he actually has done a lot of work. Um, I would love to connect with him and see the other things he's working on now, but he'll work in the Philippines and other places just to be able to, you know, <clears throat> do, do more, you know, with your budget and everything. So, yeah, I mean, I can imagine that, <laughs> that part is not easy, not easy to do. Um, but I want to ask you about self-limiting beliefs. What is a self-limiting belief that you've had to overcome? I'm not good enough. That's the biggest one. And we all have it on some level. Um, how do you get past that? You it's just like the comfort zone, you do something that is hard, and you succeed or you fail doesn't even matter. It's actually better if you fail. Because you find you find that you again, you're still breathing, you stand up, you lick your wounds, you ask every question you can about why did this not succeed in the ways you wanted it to. And then you do it again. You keep doing that and doing that and doing that. And you will eventually know 
that you can do the thing. So like I said, yeah, I've done these small films, cheap, independent, whatever. I've had a lot of challenges doing those. If somebody gave me $5 million and said, go make the summer camp movie. I fully believe I could do it. I know I can do it. And, I'll, and I know I can do it well. Yeah. But that, yeah, that's so, that's so true. It's, you know, one foot in front of the other, one, one step foot, at a time, you one know, step at a time. Yeah. one step at a time. But you, yeah, I think we underestimate ourselves quite a bit. And that not enoughness is so pervasive. Mm -hmm. Something that as, as a human experience, the human condition, it's something that, like you said, we experience. And uh, I think in community is another way for us to be able to grow and get past that. Mm -hmm. Jeff, what about a superpower? What's something you're really good at that you're proud of? Superpower. Um, that is, well, I've turned it into a job, believe it or not. And that is I can clearly see potential in humans. I can see it straight away. Doesn't mean it's going to happen. That's not up to me. Right? But I can help for people who you know, choose to step into that because obviously you got to step into it yourself yourself your life is either going to be you know what it is or what it could be yeah right? oh that's true so yeah i've always had this it's it's very weird and um that is why i do this i love it i'm glad you're doing it <laughs> that's great okay jeff if there was one last piece of advice that you could give to anybody listening what would that be? I'm going to channel a, a logo from a, from a sneaker company and say, just do it. Just do it. Whatever like it is, if you are feeling compelled to step forward in any way, which by the way is built into us as humans, right? Uh, honor that, be true to it, know the why, understand the why, and then step forward, step out of your comfort zone and step forward towards that truth and that goal. Just do it. Just do it, it's brilliant. Sold a lot of sneakers too. Just saying keep it simple then you know people will get right to it mm -hmm. there's no confusion in that mm -hmm. but i guess the mo the most important question that i want to ask you is how can people find you where yeah. can they reach you how can they connect with you well if you'd like to connect with me in in book form you can go to amazon and if you can spell my name half right you can get the book um, but you probably want the live experience. It's so much more dynamic. There's sprinkles everywhere. Come on. Come on. So click on over to jefflizowitz.com. Uh, like Des says, there's all kinds of videos, a million blog posts, all this and that. Um, but the real deal is just sign up for a complimentary coaching session. And then we can talk on the Zoom Zoom and figure out how I can help you Rock it up, rock it, rock it up the zoom, zoom. See, that's what this, I mean, this whole thing, extra sprinkles. This isn't just the ordinary, 
It's not. Why have ordinary when you can have extraordinary? I love it. You're so quotable. Dig it. Come on. This has been so amazing, Jeff. Your yeah. your energy, your authenticity. I think if we could awaken, you know, this this creative energy in all of us, this world would just be this magnificent, you know, place where um, we could see people's greatest gifts and talents, you know, and it's full glory. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm, hey, I'm there. I'm on the team and so are you. So let's, Amazing. Uh, let's podcast it out. Let's do it. But thank you so much for coming on the show. This has been amazing. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Awesome. My interview with Jeff with a little bit of sprinkles on top. Oh, that was so much fun. I love his creative energy. What a cool guy with his music and everything else. The thing that really stood out to me today in my conversation with Jeff is this idea, this concept of getting out of our comfort zones. It's so cozy in there with a Snuggie and everything, but you don't grow in your comfort zone. You grow when you step outside of that. And I love how he described staying in it staying in the discomfort when you step just a little bit outside see how it feels and realize that you didn't die you're still alive you're still breathing you're still feeling you do that a little bit more and a little bit more and you will find yourself in such a more expansive space so my question for you today is what is it that you need to do to step out of your comfort zone so by the time we're connecting at the end of the year end of 2022 we're at the midway point you can say you accomplished that thing how amazing is that halfway through the year everyone halfway it's june don't wait don't avoid the thing that you need to do to get closer to the dreams that you want to achieve. You can live the dreams that you want. It just takes action and a step in a forward direction every day. Do a little bit every day. So tell someone, commit to somebody what it is that you're doing to step out of your comfort zone. I appreciate you being here, listening, learning. Reach out to Jeff. If you are a heart-centered creative, uh, heart-centered and creative or both, um, so much to gain, so much to gain from the incredible network. I hope that you're virtually building as you're listening to this podcast and, and recognizing all of the amazing guests that you could be connecting with outside of just listening to the episode because their information is always in the show notes. Um, so remember, you are your only limit. Take action. Share this episode with anyone who needs to hear it like it, love it, leave a review, make sure you're following so you don't miss an episode. Thank you so much to Ava Media Productions for everything that you do to make this podcast happen. Um, you know, I always say in community and with teamwork, things are better leveraging the talents of the people around you because we all have our own creative gifts and energies, but we need to tap into those around us to make the experience of our lives even better. So I hope that you're doing that too. I'll see you again on the next episode.